0: I'm excited for you to meet today's guest. She's the illustrator of New York Times bestsellers like Dear Girl and Dear Boy, and she's sharing what it takes to make it as an illustrator in today's episode of the Journey to Kidlit podcast, number 22. Welcome to the Journey to Kidlit podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Zickel, and each week on the show, we'll discuss what it takes to write, publish, and market your kid's book. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you by the Journey to Kidlit Writer Starter Kit, the best resource to help you go from idea to finished story. Get your kit and start writing at journeytokidlit.com slash kit. Hey there, and welcome to the Journey to Kidlit podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Sickle, as always. And today I have a very special guest with me, author, illustrator, Holly Haddam. Hey, Holly, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. So for those people listening who've never heard of you or they don't know your books, would you like to tell us a little bit about you and how you got started as an illustrator?
1: Um, so I first started as a graphic designer. That's what I studied in college and just having a few jobs and agencies. I knew it wasn't really the way I wanted to go. And I knew from an early age that I wanted to do illustration, but somehow my path just led to a different direction. And then when I got pregnant in 2013, I decided that I need to do it now or I will never do it. And that's when I meant I made the leap into illustration. So I've been doing it for seven seven or eight years now.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so do you have to um, get new books or how do you do it? And what's your um, system? I have an agent. So okay. she takes care of all of the marketing and
1: that aspect of it, which is great because I can just focus on being creative. That
0: is really awesome. Yeah, you're very Yeah. So how how do you get an agent as an illustrator?
1: Um, You can just Google. There's everything that's available on Google. Just Google agencies. Go to their website. Check them out. Check out what kind of artists they represent. And if you think you fit in there, go ahead and reach out to them. Make sure you have a portfolio ready to show them with a big body of your work. Um, I was lucky enough that my agent happened to find me, and she reached out first. Um, That can happen, and it has happened. So
0: either way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, what are kind of some of your books that you've worked on? What kind of, or what's your favorite type of things to work on?
1: I do picture books and I've done chapter books. Picture books are my favorite. Um, just, I don't know. Cause I can, it's just, I love super cutesy and whimsical and I can go all out in my style with the picture books, with the chapter books. I have to, mature my illustrations a bit more which is fine but it's more fun to do the drawings for the little kids um my favorite book to work on oh that's it would be a book called i think happy right now that came out at the end of october of this year oh cute what's that about about a little girl um that says she will be happy when she has this or that but then she realizes in the book that she can create her own happiness which yeah. I think was fitting for this 2020 year yeah exactly
0: <laughs> we all need to make her own little bit of happy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so what's kind of your process so when you are setting up to get a book I guess first off let me ask do you do mostly your own books or do you illustrate other people's books
1: I mostly illustrate others I have so right now, I have four books that I authored and illustrated, and I have two more coming out soon or in the next year. So six in total as an author-illustrator, and the rest have been as the illustrator.
0: Awesome. That's really cool. So um, I don't know if it'd be different than if it's if you authored the book versus if you are just the illustrator, but it's kind of like your process. You can speak to either.
1: When I'm just illustrating, I will get the manuscript and read it once over, and I have to immediately have a connection with the manuscript, or I won't accept the job because the illustrations would just not come out perfectly. Um, And then if it's a book that I've written, usually it's sparked with a character that I would have just randomly drawn, and then I realize that character needs a little story. So... I do the writing and illustrating at the same time because being the illustrator, I can envision things as I'm writing. So I feel that's helpful
0: in the process. Yeah. How about how long does it take you to illustrate a book?
1: It depends on which book. Some books are more complex than others. Usually with a publisher, we get about three months for sketches and maybe if we're lucky, three months for finals. So six months. Sometimes I can finish a whole book in a month or two. Um, And sometimes with revisions and rounds of revisions with the publisher, it can take up to a year or more. There's one book that I worked for. It seemed like I think it was two years before it was ready.
0: Yeah. What are some kind of edits that publishers ask for when it's on the illustration side? Because most of us, they're writers, so they know. But what would they ask for? It could sometimes it's rare
1: it's only been once or twice that there have been no edits which is amazing and other times where I've had to scrap almost a whole sketches for a whole book and start fresh sometimes it's just little nitpicky things here and there so it all depends on the which book I'm working on at that moment
0: yeah and like what they're looking for yeah yeah it's amazing how much work goes into picture books you know like People don't appreciate that. Like, no, they, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we covered kind of your process and everything, but I also know that diversity books is super important to you. So do you want to speak a little bit about that and why um, it's so important? Well, I'm a person of
1: color myself. Um, my background is Iranian, but I, and I was born in America, but I've spent the majority of my life in Canada. So I've always felt different like I don't really belong anywhere and as an adult I'm married to a Chinese Canadian man and so my son is biracial and so when I was a kid growing up I never saw characters ever that looked like me in movies and books or anything and even now it's so hard to come across a character that looks like my son so I just and I did find one book of like a was an Asian little character and he just got so happy because he could relate to the character and the things she was in the book. She was making dumplings with her grandma and that's something that we do. So he just lit up and it's just if I could bring some of that in my own work to other kids, that's all I want to
0: do. Yes. That would be so amazing. So what are some ways, um, for like writers, illustrators that are listening and then you yourself, like how could you be incorporating more voices into literature
1: right now? If I have the freedom, I will always make my main character, a person of color. Mm -hmm. I think just go out with that intention. Just make your main character a person of color, not the secondary color, but not the secondary character or just someone in the background.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. And making room, I think, to allowing for other voices, like not always feeling like necessarily your voice needs to be heard, especially if it's been heard so many times, like mm-hmm. making room. Because I know you get I've never been to conferences, but some people, they'll complain because they never feel like there's room for them anymore. Right. And, um white friends but um but it's like it's not saying no it's saying yes to all these other things and just creating that cool spectrum that is the world yes yes totally yeah are there any um places specifically that would help people to find more um diverse books if they were looking for like adding to their library do you know i find a lot on instagram
1: just a lot of yeah. I think yeah. I find a lot of my artists that I'm inspired by on
0: Instagram or Pinterest. Yeah. Would you recommend all illustrators have Instagram and a website or what do you think? Website for sure. I don't know how anyone can get
1: by right now without a website. It's just the easiest way to show your portfolio just because nobody really goes into a publishing house anymore to show a physical portfolio. Especially now. Um, Instagram. I have a love-hate with social media, and that's just my problem, just because you put so much of your self-worth on your numbers and just because you get a certain number of likes doesn't mean you're any better or any less of an artist. Yeah. So I would just say detach from that, but Instagram, it does help. As an artist, for me, I use I like to use it more just to connect with my community um, and find new artist friends. I've met a lot of my friends on Instagram. Pinterest is amazing. If you want to sell your art on greeting cards or products, because that's where a lot of people go to actually shop for things and they're willing to buy when they go on Pinterest. So I find that has helped a lot. Yeah,
0: definitely. And Pinterest is a whole algorithm, but it's just like Google. So it's treated like a mm-hmm. search term. So if you have those search things, it's super helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Let's say someone heard that and they're like, well, I don't, I've never done a book. I don't have like a portfolio. What are some things that you could put in a portfolio if you haven't gotten your first book yet? Like you're trying to become a new illustrator, but you haven't gotten a book.
1: Include um, different variations and poses of people. Make sure you have adults and kids shown. Make sure you have animals, backgrounds, nature, buildings, settings. Um yeah, just a diverse make sure you have everything to show that you can illustrate a
0: wide array of things. Oh yeah, that's so smart. So is there anything that you're working on right now that kind of has you fired up or excited? I mean you have those two books coming out, right? So are you building them or are they done? I have the
1: ones that i'm writing no they're not done i think they'll come out i'm just starting the sketches for those but i have um dear teacher that i'm working on now and that's part of a popular series where two of the books were on the new york times so that's the fourth book in the series i'm excited about and then there's another book called cranky right now which is the sequel to happy right now so those are the two ones i'm excited about yeah
0: (laughs) sounds so fun I'm sure cranky is um, interesting <laughs> to draw <laughs> yeah yes was <laughs> who hasn't been cranky this year honestly right exactly at least for a little bit right even <laughs> if you're trying to be happy <laughs> oh if there are any of the illustrators listening what's your biggest piece of advice you could give them and why to not
1: compare yourself to another illustrator um And it takes time to hone your style. It took me years to get to where I am and be inspired by other artists and illustrators. Just don't copy their work and don't compare yourself to them. Um, And just draw every day and draw what you love because when you draw what you love, you can, it shines through on the page.
0: Yeah, that's That's great (laughs) advice, I love that. Um, so lastly, if anyone's interested about you and your books and they want to know about Happy and where they can get it, where should they go? Everything's
1: on Amazon or Barnes and Noble for the Canadian listeners. There's uh, Indigo and you can always see me on Instagram at Holly Haddam illustration.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well, we'll link to that too on the podcast tab. But thank awesome. you, Holly. Thanks for hanging thank out. Was great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much to Holly Haddam for joining me today and sharing her publishing journey with us. Hopefully her interview was inspirational for any of you aspiring illustrators listening. And if you'd like to learn more about Holly and her books, visit the podcast tab under episode 22 to get all of the links. That about does it for today's episode of the Journey to Kid Lit podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you have a thought about today's episode or a suggestion for future ones, send me an email or reach out to me via Twitter. And if you liked what you heard today, Be sure to leave a review, and while you're there, subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Until next time, happy writing!